sitting here talking to Terry Hank about the difference between Santa Cruz and and West Palm Beach, Florida, and yeah. and uh, what the what the surfing is like by comparison. And you say there actually is surfing there. Well, yeah, once in a while it gets once in a while world class, but it's not. You wouldn't come here to just to surf. You know, right here, there's there's some really good waves. Yeah, that happen. You know from. I never sure, knew but that. I mean, it's like a place like Santa Cruz is world class. Oh yeah, and absolutely. And it's always waves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a Pacific Ocean. It's just a right, much different ocean than yeah, the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, so I mean, you know, you seem pretty settled in, and you've been yeah. able to kind of do a bi-coastal thing where you would right. you'd play in California at the state fairs. Sure, I, I, the whole and, fair and spend basically the summer. The summer, yeah. At the same time you're doing the, the fair circuit, you were also doing Bay Area Club some, sure. and you're yeah, doing afterwards, California places. Before and afterwards, we do yeah. fairs, fest, I mean, do clubs, right. concerts. Did you, do, did you do touring out here for a while? Out? I mean, in Florida? Before I moved here? No, no. once you once Yeah, you yeah, I, I, twi I bring the band out. When I first moved here, I tried to bring them out more, but really... Uh, yeah, about twice a year, mm -hmm. around November and then in the spring. You know, once it's, there's, it was more seasonal, but now it's getting more year-round because more people are moving down here mm -hmm. permanently. Right. But it, it was more seasonal then from uh, kind of after Thanksgiving to, to Easter, you know. Right. Season down here. But, um, yeah, I'd bring the band out twice a year mm -hmm. for two or three weeks. And those are guys you've had with you for quite some yeah, time. Johnny Cat, Johnny Cat, Sue Brand, Brand yep. and uh, it was Tim, Tim Wager and uh, Butch, Butch Cousins. Cousins. Yep. Yeah. In the I beginning, actually, the first, time. when I first moved out of there, uh, Kid Anderson was still in the band. Right. Kid and you, you basically gave Kid his first gigs. Well, yeah, yeah. You brought him over from Norway. Over here yeah. from Norway. And, right. But, um, you know, he would have, made it over here anyway, but I'm right. glad that but I still, got to yeah. be a part of that, yeah. and uh, it's been a great, for me, it's been great. You know? I remember the first time I saw him was with you up in Edmonton, ah. and I noticed his playing immediately. Yes. Hard not to. No, I know. know. He's a, yeah. definitely. I think both of us played on his first record, yeah. as I recall, yeah, too. class of his own, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, when I first... Brought him over. I said I was doing a CD, and I said Junior Watson's going to do some tunes on it. And right, right away, yeah, because he, he got over Junior in Norway. It was like the West Coast guys were their heroes. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a trip, huh? Well, they one of the uh, agents over in Norway said, "Yeah, hey, bring the kid over. It'll be good for him because he's getting a little, you know, big for his big over here." <laughs> and I brought him here, and, and he didn't. He was not humbled at all. He, he was, I mean, humbled. Uh, right. Humbled, I remember course, one, but, one time. Kid, but, you know, he just. Yeah. One time kid came up to me. He goes, he goes, I could play better bass than your bass player. Okay. <laughs> right. So, Eventually, he got to like my bass player. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Steve yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. A great Wolfie, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, you know, I wanted yeah. to just kind of talk to you a little about the old days because uh, uh, you were with Elvin for how many years? Uh, ten years. Ten years. That's I, from seventy end of seventy seven to eighty seven. I mm -hmm. I left for one year, and then came back. Right. You know, around eighty three. Right. 
but you were in there during fooled around and fell in love right at the i was on i he I went down to Florida. He wanted me to join. I came down to Florida, and I and they were doing that, uh, recording that record at uh, the Strut My Stuff album at Criterion Studios okay. in Miami. Wow! So I went down there and I did about four gigs with him, and he wanted me to join. I said, "Well, no, I had just put out a forty-five, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, which was, you know, soaring to." Nowhere. And uh, uh, anyway, soaring into oblivion. Yeah, yes, nowhere is built. Anyway, uh, um, so I didn't join then. So I didn't join till after that. That record came out, that album, and then they came out with a live album, and then uh, then I joined after that in '77. Uh, so mm -hmm. when I went down there, it was about '75, I believe. And when was that hit? Uh, 76, okay. and then when I joined, uh, maybe it was a year after it released, something like right. that, it was still like number three yeah. on the still charts. Yeah, you know, still huge. Still yeah. huge. So when I first joined, you know, it was uh, arenas and stuff like That's that. That's amazing. You know? Were you guys the headliners on those? Well, not all. We did Day on the Green. Where, right. No, actually, some of the big arenas were not Day. I remember we yeah, did. Yeah, so you're like in with, the middle of something. Yeah. No, usually just right, bef right know, before the headline. Be, uh, sometimes yeah. it'd just be two acts and right. another act. Yeah, wow. But, you know, other times we were the headline. Yeah. I was talking about Magic Dick. I was talking to Magic Dick about the whole thing of playing in giant arenas and right. what, a, what a trip that's got to be. And he said... Yeah. No, you get used to you it. You know what? When I first yeah. joined Elvin, we came back from Alaska. We've been, you know, up all night flying. We came back and did Dan the Green at the Oakland Coliseum. Right. And I remember uh, coming on stage there and, and singing. A, I did like a Wee Willie Wang song, Traveling Mood, you know. Right, right, right. right. And I, I did that and... Uh, in front of 60,000, 55, 60,000 people. And I'm going, two months ago, I was playing this in, in, in clubs in the Bay Area where there'd be three people who could give a shit. <laughs> Play something we know. And then here it's like 60,000 people screaming. And I'm yeah. going, I could get used to this. <laughs> I also remember thinking when I first came to town, I used to get work we used to go down and get hired on at the Oakland Coliseum with all the illegal aliens and stuff. We'd be up there sweeping peanuts out of the bleachers. Wow. So here I am in the same spot. The stage yeah. is up in the yeah. bleachers. And I'm going, you know, this last time contrast. I worked this joint, I was sweeping <laughs> peanuts out of the bleachers. You know, the pay's about the same, but this is a lot more fun. That's great, yeah. man. This is a lot more fun. Yeah. Well, who was so in the was, was Gary Silva in the band at that point on drums? And... No, back it was it was the Don Donnie Baldwin, you know, the, okay. the band from right, the, right. Donnie Baldwin, Fly, uh, Fly, yeah. uh, Fly uh, Mickey Thomas, mm -hmm. Johnny V, and right. uh, Melvin Seals on keyboards, hmm. and uh, me and Jerry McKinney, were the right, only players. right, who ended up with uh, Hank Williams Hank, Jr. Hank Jr. Yeah. yeah. Now, did he pass away? Yes, Jerry yeah. passed away, unfortunately. He's a great a horn years. player. Yeah, probably one of the best horn players I ever worked with. Wow, you know? yeah. Yeah, he was really something. Yeah. Well, that's a hell of a band, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, a lot of bands didn't really want us to open up for them. Cause, just because you guys would kick their yeah, butts. I mean, yeah. God, Ricky yeah. singing and yeah. all that. And, and Elvis just, just had a great show. He always had yes. oh, yeah. a great thing going. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would never want to go on after Elvis. No. <laughs> Definitely not. He's going to finds a way. Yeah. Now, did you ever work in the band when Joe Baker was in there? You were saying uh, she worked in your we, band. Yeah, she joined Elvin Sanger for a second before right. she joined Stoneground. Okay. <clears throat> she, and she'd already months. been with Elvin. Yeah. Yeah. Because after she left, but during you know during while she was with Elvin, I knew her, and I, I did you know I did a side gig with Elvin, like '72 or something called hmm. Crabshaw's Outlaws. And oh, we did a little little tour with. Uh, it was Joe and uh, Steve Miller and uh, Steve Fly Miller, the organ, Steve Miller, organ the player, keyboard yeah. player, yeah, Fly, and uh, and we did we played a couple of gigs. I remember a couple of little tours. So you never you were never in there, say when Perry Welsh was in Elvin's band. Not when he was in the band, I, right. but I remember when Perry, seeing Elvin back before I knew him. I saw him down at the Golden Bear one time, right? And I remember Perry. And the other big Jim, or not not big Jim, but another guy, Barry's friend, they were the roadies for Elvin. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And, and they just seemed like big burly guys. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Beards, and, you know. Yeah. They were the roadies, and then, uh, you know. So I remember. Perry so you went from, from roadie to being one of the yeah. band guys, right? Right. Right. That's a trip. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say is Elvin's always had very colorful. Band members oh, yeah. in and out yes. of that. He kind of yep. doesn't go for any like wallflowers in no, that band. No, no. I'll tell you what. There was a lot of laughs along there. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I've a heard a lot of crazy, times, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy oh, yeah. fly, fly, sure. fly Brook stories. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of stories that we just have to wait till everyone <laughs> just protect the guilty. I think yeah. I saw you one time. Who was the working in the coal mine guy? Yeah, uh, Lee Dorsey. With Lee Dorsey. I, with Lee I, Dorsey. With I worked Lee. with Alan Toussaint. Right, one time right. And, and like Etta James. Etta, yeah. And uh, Tracy Nelson. Who's Tracy Nelson. Yeah. And, and then we, you know, with Elvin, I think we backed up Bonnie Raitt one time. Wow. And, with uh, Elvin? Yep. Really? It was it was like a ski resort, ski run in New Hampshire. What a trip. summer. Yeah, summertime, and 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 Bonnie went on. You know, she did a solo thing after. You know, we played, and then she sat in with us on cool. set with us. Wow! And then she did the solo thing too. BB, have you? I opened up for BB a couple times. Did you really? At the, wow! Uh, uh, at Canocti Harbor, right? Tower opened up for Tower several times right. there, and uh, uh, Neville Brothers. Right. Uh, wow. That's the other thing is, I mean, you're one of the guys in the Bay Area. I remember that was. Really, you and Ron Thompson were the uh, two guys I remember really being hip to New Orleans. Ah, uh, yeah. Both you guys. Well, you know, the first, like I say, the first, before I even knew it was New Orleans music when I was a kid. Yeah. The rock and roll that came out, when I, you know, all this stuff on special, uh, you know, all coming out of those same musicians from right. Cosmos Studios. Right, You know, that right. rhythm section that, you know, on the Imperial label, on the specialty, on the yeah. specialty yeah. and, the, you know, even, even, uh, uh, you know the Chicago label. Uh, Chess. Chess had a yeah. division that Argo. Right. A lot of right. Stuff right. It was normal yeah. stuff. Sugar Boy Crawford was. Yeah. Chess. Yeah. So that music was just. In, I just that music yeah. got to me when I was a kid. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily know it was. It was from New Orleans. Yeah. It yeah. Just came out yeah. of the car radio. Right? Yeah. It came out yeah. of the radio. 
So, uh, but you know, that was just, I just loved it. Yeah. So later on, you know, and then the whole New Orleans thing, when I first, you know, started getting back in and I heard the meters and, you know, right. Oh, this is cool. And, and yeah. uh, got all in. And then when I joined Elvin, went down to New Orleans, you know, started, so I really you, got really to, and yeah. then I got to meet a lot of these musicians, right. you know. Who'd you meet? Jam Earl with King? And... Well, I backed Earl King up one time with Lloyd Jones. Oh, wow. We backed up cool. Earl, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, but also, I played some gigs with some, later, with Elvin, what happened was we went down there and, and uh, I kind of, had Elvin come with me to go see the Neville brothers and kind of right. go, oh, look, see, now I got him with Elvin. Now right. You know? Right. So, yeah. and, uh, so I got, and then, uh, you know, um, Art Neville would come jam with us when we were playing like Old Man Rivers, you know, wow. come and sit in with us. Cool. One time I went down there with Elvin, just, it was just me and Elvin and mm -hmm. it was New Orleans musicians backed us up. Wow. And uh, it was a guy, Jimmy Bolero was a guitar player, he was a hmm. friend of us, and he put us together with George Porter, played bass. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So at, at different times, and then with Etta, uh, well, yeah, it was it was um, Leo Nocentelli right. played Leo guitar, Lo so I with him, him. Yeah. jam with Art, and then uh, and then uh, Ziggy Modalest moved to Berkeley. You know? Sure did. And then yep. I met him, and we, I hired him for a couple gigs. You know, wow, cool, a little club in Concord. Yeah, he's one of the coolest drummers I ever heard. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. amazing drummer. Yes, yep. unique and completely amazing. Yep. The meters were. Uh, whole part of the era of New Orleans music. Yep. They were the guys in the background. Yeah, they were kind of like what the, the, the chess studios, right. you know, having like Buddy Guy or Fred Bilo. Yeah. You know, or Otis Spam. That's really what they were in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, after sort of the rock and roll scene, you know, after the Earl Palmer right. era and all that. Right, after the 50s. I mean, at that time in the Bay Area, you were right. really kind of one of the real champions of kind of that music. Uh, that and soul and, music and, and Junior and, Walker and King yeah. Curtis and yeah. all the guys that you did, you know. Right. Yeah, it was, and then when I came up there, then Tower Power was hitting and it was all right. about the funk, you know. Right, You got right. the funkified. Right. And that was good, you know. So it was a little, you know, a lot of that rubbed off on me, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, so it was just all these influences, you know. Yeah, but, you but really got a lot of, uh, I want to say you have a pretty wide spectrum of, uh, well, of musical tastes in terms of, you know, I think what it's, you, you know, the fact that I'm like. 78, right. I lived through all these eras. You know, when mm -hmm. I first right. came to the first rock and roll was R&B, you know, R&B right. and everything. You're hearing all that coming from that. And then it slowly switched. And then James Brown, who really turned music around yeah you know they had the soul and then james you could hear that trans you know that transition when he went from you know the shuffle to funk you know right. and, and then right. in between boyd nolan yeah jimmy nolan jimmy nolan yeah he boyd went from jimmy nolan went, yeah. yeah he yeah. went from the, all that from, from being a blues to, guy to, 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 to being funky, a funk guy you know? yeah the king and and that really was such a yeah you know james brown was such a pivotal artist and, and sure was you know so all that yeah. affected me and i liked it all you know mm -hmm. so when it's like you know when i play it's like all those things come into play and i like right. them all you know what i mean right. I, it, 
I think you can do it right without having people think, well, he jumps around too much. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just knowing how to seg. And being a band right. leader, you learn to do that. Right. You learn yeah. to seg. You can take the yeah. crowd on a little yeah. trip here. Right, exactly. And then move And it's not too here. jagged that right. way. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, you're one of those guys. I mean, you know, I feel like we're kind of brothers in arms in the sense yeah. of we've yeah. done a lot of this on yeah. our own, you know. Right, yeah. We really have. And, sure. And you've won, you know, three yeah. BMAs. and. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah. people know you. Sure, people well, definitely like know you. You pioneered this yeah. music, and and you know, stayed true to its form. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do in this business right. to stay true to something. Right, because I, know. you know, I I write tunes, but I always usually try and keep them within a, a stylistically right. keep them right. You know, I love correct. the I love the what was it called? Pins and needles. The oh one yeah, year. yeah, that's that, a great that Jojo song. Russo. Yeah, uh, as I would a title love to and, and a bunch of the one. words, and then, That's and a great then I song. came up with a yeah. groove. I, I just, yeah. I did it earlier as more of a, a difference. I recorded it early. It's a little different groove. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? But this, I really like it what just you works got with, with it that now. New Orleans yeah. feel. You know? Sure does. Sure. Old, Very fat. Rock and roll feel. Yeah. It's got a real fat domino yeah. kind of. Thing and and people hear that and they don't know why, but they got to get right. up and move. You know? Right. And it's. It's all, it got a little bit of a Zydeco Cajun sound. Yeah. And the New Orleans. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I admire the fact, you know, you've been doing this for so long and you, and you keep doing it, you keep staying true to it, yeah. and you still got, you don't play like you're 78. Well, <laughs> you I got a lot like, of hot air I got to get Well, ready. I'll tell you what, it works, man. You, you got a lot of verve, man, in what you well, do. Well, you know. yeah, it's... All the other things I used to like to do, and was not that I was any good at them, but they were fun. All those things I can't do anymore. Right, me and you both. So this is yeah. what's left. Yeah, we've definitely. Larry Blake's definitely put me through through the grinder oh, oh, in that, during that time. Oh man. yeah, that was quite a scene there. Man. It was. It was a wild ass scene. All the little back rooms we would oh, talk about when yeah. I went on in those. <laughs> Clay Cotton blowing his inheritance. <laughs> you know, when I look back, I mean, not when I look, when I listen to all these musicians that I played with, and now I hear them, they're going, God, they were so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially for Clay the time. Cotton, just yeah. beautiful. Especially for the time. I mean, you know, obviously. Ricky Kellogg. Yeah, he, Rick Kellogg. I mean, you know, and and and, and Pew, Jimmy Pugh's still oh, around. Jimmy's you know? still. I mean, he's, and Carl, Carl Severide's still around. Guests. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of guys that are still with us. Yeah, but and and a all lot and just getting on. better and better. You know? Right, and a lot that have passed on, but it, right. it's still everyone came out of that scene. Right, which is interesting. Dave yeah. Matthews on keyboard. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, brilliant. It's, with uh, he's with Tower still. No, he's been with Santana. With, that's right, with Santana. Right, yeah. with Santana. Yeah. So I mean, you have all these people that came out of that scene. I mean, right. you know, like you say, Robert Cray really to me was out of the Larry Blake scene in the sense of that he ended yeah. up copping Kahatsu. Well, he got the whole band. He got Everybody Kahatsu, with me. Yeah, Kahatsu, <laughs> Carl, Severide, yeah. and 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 yeah. Pew. Yeah. You know, and and uh, Kevin. And, and you know, Kevin we Hay. had gotten those guys in the Elvin's band. Right. We'd gotten Carl, right. Jimmy Pugh. Right. You know, so all these people know. ended up coming out of that Larry Blake scene and going on to some pretty big things. Right. Which is, uh, you know, including yourself, you yeah. know, obviously. 
No, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, all those yeah. people we talked about, sure. playing with Edda and Tracy yeah. and, and all these people, yeah. you know. Yeah. Elvin, blah, 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 you know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty oh, remarkable, yeah, I think. Sure, everybody you went know. on to big, yeah. you know, big time and are, are part of the, you know, like Jimmy's a big part of what's going on today. In the know? Bay, yeah. And all, all over the place. Right, you know, with right. The, he's with the... Uh, Phantom little Blues, village, Phantom Blues band, and with his little oh right, village right, foundation. right, with the little village, yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, you know, the fact that you brought Kid, you know, early on, and Kid yeah. has become oh, such yeah. an integral part of the blues scene on the he West is, Coast. He is because like, of Greece he's now. like, he has his own gravitational force around him. He he's really like does. Universe, yeah. you know. He does, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah, both those guys together, I think, are kind of a yeah. big part of the the South Bay right. scene that's kind of spread out onto the you know the world. The world, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. anyway, man, uh, yeah, it was great, man. All right, Mark. and and you're a hell of a dude and a hell of a okay. musician. And, and back you, at you, sir. And you've always you've always been really kind in terms of yeah. you know. Oh man, we've always being been. hospitable when I'm in town yeah. and. And so on. You know, so. we've we've, we've uh, you know we're always uh, doing our digging for gigs. You know, yes, we you are. are we're, we're, at... we're we're both brothers in arms. In the, I mean, I've had this kind of like little network of people. Yeah. Yourself, it used yeah. to be Gary Primich, oh, and, yeah. and uh, you know Doug Deming is in oh, there. Yeah, and, sure. You know, a lot of other uh, people that kind of you know you bounce things off. Mining the of, area. Yeah, there. you mine the area, trade information, and it's yeah. kind of how we stay afloat. Yep. You know, because that's how you, to tour nowadays, you either have to have an agency that's willing to pick up seven days a week for you. Right. Which is almost impossible. Sure, yeah. Or you have to know how to get the gigs. Right. Yeah. I know. It's never, I've never been successful with getting agencies to get to really, me, you know. No. Uh, but... You know, yeah, but hell, hell, we do all right. You know? We do all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we good. Anyway, we good. Uh, I got that pot of so, chili yeah. verde Okay, on the we're getting chili we're verde time there. coming up. And, uh, and uh, so, thanks again, Terry Hank. Yeah, and I just wanted to, I'm really having a ball playing with you and your it's band. Fun. Here, it's right? really it's fun, really fun, man. Yeah, people yeah. are loving it. Yeah. They really are.